This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Luca Nation. So you guys know this. Born in 89, grew up in Philly. The answer, Allen Iverson was that dude for us. You know, he changed the game. He put Philly on the map. And I think I was in sixth, seventh grade. It got really popular. So first there was those zip-up shoes that Reebok came out with. But then the ones that hit were the question. And we everybody was rocking them. And I've said this before. I think of Iverson. Like, Iverson was player empowerment before there was player empowerment. And I always wonder, what would he be like if he played today? Jason Silva, we've gone back and forth. He's been a member of our audience for a while. It's someone that I respect a lot. Uh, he works at Reebok. He approached us. He's like, hey, we're doing this cool collab with Panini. Uh, and we'd love for you guys to get involved. And I said, I've seen posts about it, amazing design. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it, as always in the hobby. But come on the show and talk to us about it. Why did you do it? All that stuff. So today we have Jason Silver on. He's going to share a little bit behind the scenes of that. The shoes and the Iverson cards that came out with the Panini Reebok collab. We're also going to do something because I feel guilty. I have a lot of guilt, guys. When we get these influencer packages, I'm like, man – Cool. I love these, but I want you guys to get an opportunity to get them. So we gave away the arena club plaque. Congratulations. We're giving away a pair of sneaks, never worn, still with the tag size nine, 9.5. Well, well, let's correct them. The left shoe is going to be a nine and a half and the right shoe is going to be my 14. So it's going to be a weird, we have to pick the right person to give this away to. You give away one, I'll give away another. That way we can each keep one up on the, you know, up on the mantle here. It'll be the backdrop, you know. That way, you know, it'll be a weird looking dude who, you just You just just Kareem 8 to 8.5 with me again. (laughs) You are much bigger than me, Cage. In every shape and size. Am I? Am I? Well, I mean, you just just You guys find your You find your doppelgangers. And they each wear one as they walk around together. So I like an it. Idea. Hey. All right. You're hired, Jason. You're part of the network yeah. now. We need idea people like you. <laughs> Jason, so talk to us. How did um how did this collaborate? Like what was the idea? Where did what was the insemination? Like, what was the idea from? Yeah, so to my understanding, because I've worked on this um primarily from a marketing storytelling standpoint, um, starting back in late 2020. But um, we at Reebok are constantly looking at collaborations in the space that make sense, uh, whether it be on basketball product or otherwise. And many of us have a finger on the pulse of the collectibles market. And some of us, like myself, um, we're super, are super into cards. And um, we're seeing the energy building around you know late 2020, early 2021. Um, sports cards and panini and we just had you know at, at the higher at the higher levels there are always these connections in, in big businesses so um someone from our senior leadership team had a good connection with jason um and, and scott and the team at panini and just started a conversation of like what a panini and reebok collaboration could look like um 
And it seemed that there were a lot of, from what I understand, synergies, um, not only from just like being two iconic sports and collectibles brands, but as we'll I'm sure to talk about a little bit further, um, synergies between the Prism brand from a cultural standpoint, kind of transcending uh, Panini, transcending cardboard per se, and Allen Iverson and what he's done beyond the basketball court. Um, and I know we'll talk about the question model a little bit, but um, that is a true representation of who AI is and what AI was able to do off the court culturally. So I think it was just a lot of synergies. And um, then from there, it was like, all right, what's the story we want to tell? How do we want it to look? And um, you kind of see that, obviously, fast forwarded two years later today um, with us announcing the collaboration and uh, officially this week and showing the shoes, um, the full collection of, of footwear and apparel for the first time. Where So we'll get into the details here, but where could people go if they're interested in just learning more? Yeah, so I mean, you're seeing, so I'm primarily PR, so my job um, to do on, on traditionally um, for Reebok launches like this is to um, pursue stories and, and media coverage. So you can find uh, more storytelling and details around the collaboration on, you know, like Hypebeast and Sneaker News and some of those publications, um, as well as great, you know, uh, hobby uh, platforms like Lucas Tigers Bronze. Um, so all of we're, we're storytelling <laughs> name drop. Um, we're storytelling um, to make sure that we're able to reach all of the consumers that this pro that this story um, should reach. But you can also go on news.reebok.com and find more. But um, hopefully, if I'm doing my job right, you don't have to look too far. Uh, to find the information well, that you need. We just did a whole thing last week or two weeks ago about creative pricing and creative storytelling. And Andrew's one of the most creative storytellers I know. But in my creative version of this Panini uh, Reebok collaboration, I think we were we were a part of the of 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 the brand behind the brand. Andrew, did you sure. know that they have a tiger stripe one? You know they made a tiger stripe. I mean, that has to be, it would be a mistake if they didn't, that has to be us. I mean, they had to be sitting there saying, all right, well, what well, let's, it's got a hobby shoe. We have to make a tiger stripe for Lucas tigers and bronze. I mean, they, I mean, that's what my creative pricing story time. Not that there's prism that has a tiger stripe border of the car. That's, that's mainstream storytelling. My creative storytelling is boom. It's us. So I'm going to have to cop a pair of those. Yeah. What did your wife say when you opened up the box, the influencer pack that you just got? Uh, I showed them to her and um, she said, I can't wear them. They're too nice to wear. No, 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 no. <laughs> she said they're too nice to wear for you. Correct. Yes, that's true. But that's anyone true. else could wear them. For you, you could wear them. That's what she said. Specifically. She goes, she goes you, you could try to grow your facial hair for years and not look as dapper as Andrew does. That matching the shoes you could pull it off i can't that's what she said i mean it's true it's true jason so <laughs> why iverson in the nuggets colors i know that's putting you on the spot but why iverson in the nuggets colors yeah so it's a unique it's an interesting story um for and i'll kind of rewind i mean whenever we're doing collaborations, whether it be in the collectibles market or, um, you know, skate, or we found that doing something from like a friends and family standpoint, that's super exclusive. Um, I don't want to use the word like manufactured scarcity, but similar to like what brands do in the hobby with first off the line product and make, you know, and, and, um, you know, with working with breakers and stuff like that, like having consumers see those super rare limited, um, products from a forthcoming collection as it's 
it's it's it's a successful marketing tactic um transparently so what we wanted to do to like not only like do something special for collectors and and ai lovers and reebok fans and question fans but to generate some scarcity and some hype around the launch um was to take a sneaker that we have relaunching this year in the um iverson's 2007 question mid denver player edition model which when we do revive it, it's always like one of the most coveted question silhouettes um, that we try to make as close to the original as possible. Um, so to kind of drive some energy around that, but also like fold in the Prism story and Panini collaboration, we figured that um, why not like put a Prism flip on that and use that as the price, sort of like high end esque. Um, so that's what you saw uh, roll out. I think starting two weeks ago um, was that. Sort of like blue dazzle gold rush prism flip on the on his uh, 2007 Denver uh, Denver uh, player edition question made, um, which was super successful and it's like a really I mean Cage you were just talking about it. it's a really compelling shoe we have seen people wearing it um, but personally like that's one that's just gonna live on my shelf and then in tandem as you may or may not have seen I know you guys saw um, we developed uh, a, a, some a few packs a um, hundred to be exact of. Uh, limited edition cards including that mile high gold rush gold vinyl um iverson card with some beautiful gary land uh imagery who was his uh a photographer from back in the day so really cool story that came together i know it's a long way of answering um no i mean listen, it leads it leads us into the next kind of thing right i mean i think sneakers um you know the sneaker culture car culture there's there's an obvious tie-in there's obvious synergy i mean you know we prism god who we've had on our show does the culture collision show and you know andrew went there and played basketball and you know they have sneakers they have cards they have, yeah jason knows he's a listener so i don't even have to tell the story jason knows the story he knows all about the airport in atlanta the dogs he knows it all he knows the whole deal and i love it i love every minute of it but i could sell, i could sub in at any point you know <laughs> you got it just, just go just take it over right now no so he's gonna put you on mute he's gonna put himself on mute no no not at all i mean my my question which it's always long you're a listener you know that is you know, you just went right for it. You didn't say, all right, you know what? The collector base for cards and sneakers are kind of similar. They're going to get it. It's Prism. You you guys made cards. One, is that just like a limited time thing? Or two, could there, from the card guy in me, right? Because I got some fun sneakers, but I don't consider myself a sneaker head. Are there, is there a future for continued collaboration in cards? Because I think they're pretty cool. Andrew, did you see the cards? I mean, cards are really cool. Yeah, I think so. I mean we're constantly like taking learnings from, you know, what, what's currently rolling out and what, you know, to, to translate those to what might be something in the future. Um, obviously with, I hate to say it, but like supply chain and calendars and stuff moving around, you never know what's going to be able to work. Um, but yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm so, I'm proud. I'm really proud of how the cards came out. I know not every, not every single one of them has been, um, uh exposed at this point like you haven't really you won't really see them until consumers start to open them we didn't build like a full checklist but um yeah i think uh that was a focal point to this i mean it was all built around the shoe first of all first and foremost like our product, product team did an amazing job bringing like those three unique and i guess four um four iconic prison parallels onto the question mid uh and question low it all started there and the cards are meant to be like a nice add-on but um we all just got really excited, right? And Panini was like such a good partner and so flexible with us. And um, I, I will say that I will note, and this is kind of what I'm talking about with learnings, 
the cards themselves are not prism so while this is a prism story again due to supply chain materials shortage etc like we took prism inspiration and used the materials that we had on hand not on hand but available to us um, to build these prism inspired cards um, so the base set um, are foil and hollow foil premium card stock whereas the chase cards autos patches are more on more uh, built into that optichrome um, prism-esque material so it's still a really amazing experience but that's like one of the things that you know if we were to do this again we would really like drill into that and put make sure that we had the time and the and um you know bandwidth necessary to to really build like a beautiful prism set um and then like looking at the imagery it's really beautiful imagery i mentioned gary land he was ai's longtime photographer um from back in the day like we were able to work with him and pull out some really beautiful imagery but when you bring, you know, Reebok into the mix with Panini, it's like you can't necessarily, due to limitations, um, utilize trademarks and stuff that Panini mm-hmm. may have formed able to use. So we had to get creative with photography. There was a lot of that. So I think, yeah, like long story short, super excited about the cards. And there may be a chance for us to do something again down the line. Um, and we'll be able to take a lot of learnings from, from that. But it's still like going to be an amazing experience for the consumer. And that's mm-hmm. the whole point. So there's no checkup. It's just so, and then I'll give you my idea in a second because, you know, I have some fun ideas. Whatever we talk, they're usually organic. They come off the top of my head after, you know, hearing about the backstory. First thing yeah. I learned is it's amazing. We just open the box and say, wow, what a cool looking card. But all the things you just talked about that don't get thought about, all the things that go into it, right? All the, you know, the licensing issues, the production line. I mean, all that fun stuff. And yet the, the, the end product was amazing. So 100 of these out, how many like packs of cards? Just the same 100? Yeah, so for the for the friends and family that you're referring to, there's 100 of those serial number to 100, 100 sneakers, nothing more, nothing less, um, and that's that was kind of the purpose of that friends and family. We wanted it to be limited but transparent mm-hmm. um, for the full collection. So for the uh, question mid tiger prism, which is that white tiger prism model, um, that is kind of the most widely available, and um, there are I want to say upwards of 20,000 units of that model between adult and kids globally. Um, and those will all ship with base cards, or sorry, two to three odd, two out of three odds. My my mistake because some some product due to sixty percent of the time, you're going to get a card every time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't miss, I don't want to misspeak because um, due to some you know again calendar shifts and stuff like that and distribution challenges, a pack didn't make it into every single box of shoes globally, and that's just something that we need to be transparent about. So. Um, with the majority, it's two to three odds of sneakers or receive a pack. So for that Tiger Prism, you'll get a foil base card and then a Tiger Parallel of either that base card or a variation of the base card with an opportunity to hit a serial number, an auto a patch or a patch auto. Same sort of experience for the blue rookie low signature question. Um, same sort of opportunity, but within that box, you'll have the opportunity to hit the blue Prism Parallels or blue Parallels, if you will. Um, so it's dependent on which model you purchase. And then the question mid black pulsar, there are only 2,350 of those made globally. That's a nod to wow. AI's 23.5 point um, average in his rookie season. Um, and in those, you'll only, those are the only um, purchases with which you'll have the opportunities. Um, so cool thing though. I, I mean, mean, it's awesome. Are, it's gamified. It's a game. Up. It's like pack odds. It's amazing. I love it. I mean, it's, it's taking yeah. some of the best things from cards and cards and putting them into sneakers i mean it's really cool right right and shout out to panini like on they they were really adamant about on card autos and 
while we weren't able to unfortunately um, get access to a game worn AI jersey to cut up and put into cards, we were able to get some really nice um, player worn stuff. So player worn material and on card autos. Um, I know that's you know been a hot topic in the in the market for a while now. So I think that'll be a good experience for the for the consumer. I'm curious, Cage's idea. I also have an idea, but it's simple to me. You're bringing sneaker culture to cards and cards to sneaker culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great overlap. What I would do instead of doing it with everyone, because obviously these things, as they go forward, there'll be a broader release. I mean, these sneakers are going to be very popular. I mean, the issues are going to be popular. Bull Bull is next. Well, Reebok has some great athletes, but you know. You, if you're going to continue to take the card thing over and your marketing stuff, Jason, you know, like you said, you, you, you promote these things, you know, you, you send out this limited kind of release, you name it. I remember before numbered cards, the precursor to that was called first day issue. And they've kind of stolen some of that with the first off the line and that kind of stuff. And first off the line is a success, right? And, and people pay money for it and they're, they're there. Like I would almost do a first day issue or first off the line release of the sneakers, like yeah. the, the release day version that gets shipped to the store first. And those have the cards in them. So you have to be there buying them first. You have to be like in the store that day, their release. And then after that, you, you know, you could buy the shoes, but no cards. And then, you know, the cards become something that helps defray the cost of the shoe. And, you know, that probably helps the secondary market value of it and the whole nine yards. And like Andrew said, you're going to wind up having, you know, people come in buy the sneakers just for the cards and vice versa. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a cool interplay. I mean, I can tell you how many times my son tells me to go to McDonald's drive-thru. You know, he likes the nuggets and fries, but he likes the way they taste a lot better when they got Pokemon cards in the Happy Meal. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, so. The key to McDonald's cage is ordering fries with no salt. That's If you're going to tell me yes. that, no salt so you get the fresh stuff. That's you get a baked potato. Get a baked potato. Why don't you just Ooh. tell people to smoke a Philly's Blunt by itself? <laughs> I didn't say that. Fun stuff in it, Andrew. <laughs> Fries are no salt. Come on now. You, you put salt on your own so that they have to deep fry them fresh. Sometimes the fries are staying around. You need the fresh fries, and then you put salt on later. It's obviously not not salted fries. I don't know, man. I like the, I like the old oil, the old grease, like 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 the yesterday's, other day, yesterday's three days oh. ago's grease. Like I'll take it. Let's go. It's got man. the flavor. Jason, two <laughs> questions for you, and uh, we'll let you run. 41 karat gold. What is that for? Yeah, that's, um, that's funny. Yeah. It's funny that you asked. Uh, I was kind of anticipating that question. Just it up on <laughs> it's like, I just made it up. So now I can, it's like, I get to be creative. I'll like, just make something up. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, I got like a brand identity issue. I, I don't know. I'm just like super OCD about it. I have my own like personal Instagram account and I have my card account, which I like finally jumped into starting, um, I think maybe last year around this time. And I had, this is like the sixth username that I've had. And like, I built up a little, <laughs> built up a little community. Like I had some really good, like F1 um, friends and stuff that I, you know, F1 card collecting community that I was building. And then I would change my name. I would have to be like, yo, I'm this now, by the way. So, and like, so I've landed on 41 K gold. Um, my father passed last year around this time. His number was 41 in football. So um and just a number that I've always associated with him. So I've kind of now like taken ownership of 41. Um, and then my last name's Silva. So it's like gold 41 K on the sil, you know, gold playing on Silva. And then um, the K is, it's just, you know, kind of yeah, connecting. Yeah. So there's a lot of condolences from uh, all of Luka nation. 
Let, let's give Jason some love. It's at 41k gold. That's your sports card page, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. And I'm I'm ripping all sorts of posting all sorts of different. I have like collectors ADD. Um, I'm collecting everything and under the sun, so you'll you'll see it all on there. I'll do some like mail days and breaks and stuff once in a while, but I appreciate that. So I have an idea. You'll you tell me what you think, and then I have a question, kind of like a cage match question. I will let you run. Um, of course. Something I love that Panini did with uh, Kobe is in 2019 they came out with like this series where there was iconic photography throughout his career, and I think Iverson has so many career moments. Like I'm thinking of the crossover on Jordan, step over on Ty Lue, and kind of doing the photography as photos of Iverson's career. Uh, I, I think that would be kind of cool. And uh, Panini's done it 2019 uh, Kobe tribute set is what I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's – those moments are iconic. For AI. And, yeah, and there are some others, like we were actually talking about it today, like some of the photography that exists in our archive, like that only like real like Iverson or – you know, Iverson fans would know about. Um, and now that I think, you know, the relationship is there with Panini, um, whatever happens down the line, like we'll always have, we'll always have this kind of friendship um, and we'll be able to be like a much better resource for each other. Cause they're so historic and in their respective um, market and we're so historic and in, in ours. So I think like there's so much untapped potential in both of our archives and now we have each other as the resource. So if, if that's something that, you know, they want to do, I'm sure they'll hear this and um their wheels are always spinning and they're super open they'll have us as a resource to help out however we can before the um, cage match question yeah, I mean, suggestion I'll... if you're going to use game used in the cards for ai don't go with the jersey use the shorts because they're so baggy you can get a whole print run out of them <laughs> you get more out of the shorts because then they got that um they had that kind of two fly as well so you could technically <laughs> Is it. Like, you do like a whole 2350 print run boom oh, yeah. you're done no, we one really, pair yeah. of shorts <laughs> well, we, we saw we saw plenty um I, I, man, you guys i gotta write this down i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> jason when, when are you when are you born so the re, these are so cool for me like i know jordan's wear the shoes but like yeah. when we grow up like fifth sixth seventh grade everybody was wearing these shoes and granted i'm from like right outside philly so like there's that but man these are these are so iconic i love that you guys came out but here's the question gun to your head low or mid that's like that's i'll confidently say low um which is weird because i'm like a mid guy in other shoes like our pump omni zone is i love like space boots but um with this particular model i love the way it looks as a low cut i don't know why it just it feels right um but like the question mid will always be 1996 AI's first shoe, a representation of who he is, who he's become, like all of that. Um, so what it means is a different story. But for me personally, from a style perspective, always go with the low or most of the time, at least. <laughs> it's funny as an older, older person in the hobby, the most iconic Reebok moment for me is D Brown. Do you even know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about, Andrew? Yeah, he's the Marlins uh, baseball player. No. After <laughs> no, his Gordon. friend Hernandez, the pitcher, died no. in that tragic building. No, dude, he hit before, a home run. Before the dunk competition became who's gonna who's gonna steal it from Aaron Gordon, 
right? Before that, it, the dunks, people were like, okay, it was Michael Jordan, and it was Jordan and, and, and uh, Dominique Wilkins. And then, you know, kind of this new breed came, and it was like, well, what are they going to do? And I'll never forget, D. Brown, the dunk competition, he took a pause to pump his Reeboks during the competition. He pumped his pumps. And I was like, like, you know, if, if Darren Ravel was on Twitter at the time, he would say how much that was worth in advertising money for Reebok okay. at that moment. And to me, that was like, it was one of these like brand crossover to the league sports guys. It was one of these, like, it's funny. We use the word iconic, but just an iconic moment that sticks with me because that is like, that's the Reebok pump moment. Hey, have you seen the breaker who just pulled the one of one um, Dominique? Yeah. Was it, with the, with, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a piece of the pump. I posted it on my page. It's one of the sickest cards I've seen. It was cool. Uh, was that recent or is it? Cause I saw uh, somebody. No, that was like a... last year. Yeah. Yeah, somebody, yeah. It's getting recycled. I think from last year. Or I know that's year, it was last year's product. I mean, I've had, I've had the opportunity think you know whoever like to work with d and he's a big star wars guy by the way some little known oh. fact about d um but uh yeah he uh he, it's been documented in interviews and stuff but i guess like mj came up to him after that and was like he said something to the effect of you know you just started the sneaker wars right <laughs> i was like all right yeah because that i mean that that he did it before like almost every dunk he was pumping so- his shoes up yeah, this is how old I am. I remember when the pumps came out. I was in grade school. I might have been in fifth grade when it came out. And Reebok just grabbed the, the control of it because the first Nike one that came out, Andrew, it came with a pump. But you had to actually stick a pump like you were pumping up a basketball in the back of the shoe. And the Reebok one was a ball on the front of the tongue. And you were like, this is not even – like I'm not going to walk around school with a with a pump. And it was like, holy shit, like – Reebok's you legit, yeah. Cool doing it. Yeah, no, so no, no. And they were listen. The, the sneakers back then cost about the same as what they cost now, maybe even more. I mean, I remember when the pumps came out; they were expensive. And this is like you know, nineteen eighties money here. <laughs> so, but Wilberg, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you. I mean, are you more of a mid or a low cut guy? Mid, mid, mid and, basketball shoes for sure. And growing up, because I have, like, were you a question or an answer guy? Like a zip up, like the zip up answer or a question? Because I, question. I was. Yeah, he's answer. all about the questions. I'm all the answers. Yeah, I was. They call answer. me the question man. The way this works. Yeah, I see, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. yeah. I was an answer guy. I love that zip up. Such a cool shoe. T Mac got the zipper right. T Mac was with Reebok for a minute. Yeah, I think he had a zipper. I'm lost on. Let me. me ask you one more question. What is something that the hobby does really well that you'd recommend for uh, shoe culture to adapt? And what is something that shoe culture does well that you'd recommend for the hobby to adapt? Wow, what a question. Um, He is, that's it. And here's your turn to be the answer. This is how this works, he's the question. Something that the hobby does really well. Um, And and popcorns are allowed. Let's say like you feel like you're drowning, you just popcorn at the cage. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you like thirty seconds. Grading, grading. I would love to see grading of shoes. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to see that. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, the first thing you know, there isn't, and I like don't like the like content is. I think it has a negative connotation when we just say the word. But like, I know, and maybe it's because I'm not a sneakerhead per se. But I know that um, I know exactly where to go when I want to like get the get like the hobby news. Like I have like this a great list of podcasts. I know where to go on YouTube. I know which breakers to follow. Like it does 
seem that like content and content platforms are a lot more organized and transparent and effective in the hobby. Whereas in sneakers, it's like, you know, you got the blogs and like, there isn't a sports card blog from my understanding, like a sports card or TCG or trading card, like blog network, other than maybe some forums and stuff. But in sneakers, it's like blogs, it's magazines, it's, um, it's YouTube, you know, reviewers and unboxers and haters. And it's a lot more like, it's a lot, it's a lot more fragmented, um, from a content standpoint in, um, in sneakers and maybe it's not applicable across the board, but that was just kind of the first thing that popped into my head. Um, and then from a sneaker standpoint, uh, you know, again, this is just like first things that are popping into my head. There's probably better answers, but the sneaker industry, footwear industry, sportswear industry is really good at like branching out to other markets and industries and then like welcoming new people. And I know it's like a lot of it's like bottom line, right. But, um, you know, like expanded reach, but we are, you know, as collectors, as flippers, as investors, as a, just a market hobby overall, like very, um, apprehensive to like, we push, we don't want new people as much as we want the market to grow. We don't want new people and we don't want more parallels and we don't want, you know, flippers and we don't want this and that. And we're constantly ostracizing each other. So it's, um, I think just the hobby could be a little bit more welcoming and, um, uh, from a business and personal like standpoint, if that makes any sense. Couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, I think it's, I think you're a hundred percent right on both points. Good question. Luca nation. That's another episode. One thing I do wish is instead of us camping out in front of Target to get product, I wish we'd camp out in front of hobby stores. Well, like what the- sneaker right now that Reebok made would you camp out for? Well, I'm not a sneaker head. You know that. I live in Florida. I wear sandals. <laughs> Birkenstocks with socks. Yeah, what uh, if we made uh, What's <laughs> made like what I camp out for? I mean, there was Jordan, like a- obviously. True. I there was like a one- Go ahead. Edition, a limited edition Reebok scuba flipper. Really? I don't know. See, there you go, Andrew. That's it. Am I wrong? Did they bring back a shack pump to Reebok recently? I'm pretty sure I got to get those because that was like, uh, that was my shoe. That was my shoe. Those, um, yeah, the shack attack, those. Those sold pretty well, from what I understand. Um, like the same old white, black, blue, like yep. the same color, the same. Wow, those are nice. Yep. Yeah, um, those are. I mean, there. I know there are some pairs still kicking around. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was a big one. We're gonna come, we're gonna continue to. I mean, we've we've done a lot on question, and um, there's definitely some fatigue in the market around that mod the model. Um, and we recognize that, and we listen, and um. We know we have a bigger archive to explore, whether it's you know Shaq, D Brown, um, you know some Blast, like whoever Emmett, whoever it is. Um, so we're gonna continue. You'll see more of that unique stuff, I think, in the future. I got oh, an for you, Cage. Nice. So what I think is super cool, and this might happen, this might not. You'll tell me. But like, so I grew up. I like my favorite soccer cleats were like these mania cleats that were made. And I would camp out for unreleased pairs of the, those. So like if they, like the, if they made like the shoes that they made for Iris in the question in 1998, if they have, let's say a hundred pairs still left and now they're releasing them to the public. That would be cool to camp out. Yeah. Yeah. I camped out for uh Furbies back in the day. One or two Furby release with mom outside of Toys R Us. Uh, and also like, outside of game now we'll, now we'll camp out of in front of Toys R Us for V friends stuffed animals amazing oh. how the world come full circle Luca Nation that's another episode
All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.